Hi, my name is Jason Weber. I'm president and CEO of Alianza Minerals. Alianza is a junior explorer focused on precious metals, both in uh, the Yukon in Canada and Southwest United States. We also have some copper projects in Colorado. Our business model revolves largely around the joint venture uh, approach, but we do have a flagship project that we like to run with ourselves that we call the Haldane Project in the Keno Hill District of the Yukon Territory. Fantastic. Nice to meet you, Jason. Um, we're going to dive into a lot of that, um, but this, given this is the first time we've met or spoken, why don't we kick off and try and understand a little bit about uh, your experience, your background, uh, relevant to what you're trying to do today? Yeah, so I'm a geologist. I uh, have a, a geology degree from the University of British Columbia. Uh, I've practiced most of my career uh, in Western North America. I've done a little bit in uh, in the East, also in, in South America, but it's largely been early stage exploration. So that's really, that's really where I enjoy doing most of, uh, of, of my work. And uh, so that's sort of why Alianza is really focusing on early stage exploration projects that we're trying to bring to the table, bring partners in to fund largely at the drilling stage uh, to make discoveries. And the idea for us is that if we can put as many discovery opportunities in front of our shareholders, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be better for them. So. Uh, that background in early stage exploration has really helped because uh, we try to define early stage projects that uh, that we can bring to the table. Um, they're inexpensive and uh, we can do some uh, use our expertise, do some of that early stage work to bring them along. So uh, a lot of my work's been focused in British Columbia and the Yukon. I've worked for juniors uh, for major companies, but mixed in with all of that, I have done some more advanced stage work, uh, sort of PEA level uh, projects. So. And I think that really gives sort of an idea of what these projects are going to look like if you do find something. So it gives a great perspective on what kind of targets we want to be looking for. And when we're exploring those, what do we want to see from those targets? And I think that's a real advantage uh, for Alianza as we go forward. Okay, so what I'm trying to do for myself and for the people watching this is understand what type of business are. You said you're early stage exploration, but it almost feels a little bit prospect generator exploration uh, with a view to using someone else's balance sheet through a J JV of, of advancing those projects on. Is that fair to say that? It is fair to say that. And and that is certainly the roots of the company. We started out as basically purely a, a prospect generator. But as um, we always had an eye to, if there was a project there that we really liked, uh, we would spend our own money on it. And part of that is there is a certain amount of control that you can bring to the table when you're funding exploration. But it's also when we find something we really like, we want to have the maximum leverage to it. So so we do operate sort of in a hybrid prospect generator mold right now where we have our Haldane project that we fund 100%. But then we have a portfolio of projects that we are uh, bringing in partners to fund expiration on. And, and we've got three of those underway right now with, with partners. Right. Okay. Because this is really important to understand because I think for investors, they like to know what they're walking into, what they're getting to bed with and, and where the success is coming from. Right. So $10 million market cap company. I mean, how much has this company been around in this version of, of it? This incarnation uh, in this incarnation been around since uh, 2015. Yeah, right. We, uh, we merged two companies together when we thought the market was uh, getting better. Right. How's that for timing? Well, I, I, yeah, I think excellent. that answers my next question is, okay, what happened, right? So 2015, yeah, a little bit difficult, not a lot of money around. 
But in a sense, then you're still, you know, you're a 10 million market cap company now. It's like, how, how do you kind of get, get out of that rut, as it were? You know, what is going to be the best model for you guys? How are you going to raise money more cheaply kind of going going forward? So what are the what are the successes that you can point to there, which lead you to believe that the current model is the best model for you guys? Well, I think it's the exposure to drilling because that's really where discoveries are made. And that's you look at any any of the companies that have been successful over the last number of years, it's been on on discovery. So that's really the focus for us is getting discoveries in front of our shareholders so that um, we can see that uptick in share price. We're raising money at cheaper prices, but we are exposing them to that potential that that 10 million market cap becomes much, much higher based on discovery. So that that's really what it's about. So for us, for example, this year, we have partners funding three different uh, drill programs if everything works out well. So that that for us is three opportunities for discovery. It gener it's also generating news, interest in the company, and hopefully that helps raise the share price just on its own. Right. And so, if we do that in a good metals market, it's even better. Absolutely. So give me the, give me those three and give me the structure of the deal. I why you why your share, shareholders benefit from that. So if, if you don't mind, just run through all three and, and the structure. Yeah, the first one is a is a joint venture with uh, Core Mining. It's on our Tim project in the southern Yukon. Uh, it's about. Uh, 19 kilometers north of their silver tip mine. Uh, Core has been, uh, the mine's been in uh, uh, not really care and maintenance. They're working on their mill right now, but at the, while they've been doing that, they've been doing a bunch of exploration on their deposit. Very successful. And now they're looking outside of that. We're in the same rocks that host uh, the silver tip deposit. So Tim, or at uh, Coors at Tim, done some uh, first stage work last year to find drill programs or drill targets for a program this summer. So that deal is they're spending about three and a half million dollars over five years to explore uh, that project. That'll give them uh, an 80% interest if they get that project to a feasibility by year eight. And so the beauty there is um, there's cash payments with that as well, uh, $575,000 in cash over five years. And if they find something here, this is a very quick startup. It's trucking ore to their existing facilities. We're not building really mine infrastructure here. So that's that's kind of a neat one for us. That's nice. So you get your twenty percent free carry right the way through to feasibility study. Yeah. Delivery of feasibility. At which point I guess there's some decisions to be made as to, you know, one what well, you'll have an so in cur the current mining, right. Okay, so big, nice balance sheet. Um it, how, how early in the, in the process is that? When did that start? Last year? Last year was their first year of work on the project. And they so, spent how uh, much of, of the three and a half million last year? They've spent about, I'm going to guess 350,000. I don't have the exact number from them, but just that's kind of the ballpark number they've spent this year. Right. And or they, last year. Sorry. And have yeah. they outlined what they're going to spend this year on it? They have not, uh, but they will we'll have that very shortly. Okay. Um, we expect to meet with them here in the next uh, little while, and uh, they'll lay out this year's program and uh, how many holes, all that that kind of stuff. But there will be a program this year, I guess, is where I'm yeah. heading to. There will be. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So they'll they'll let us know what that number. That's so that's a good one with it with a, with a, with a good uh, company. Very clear. And you're getting these sort of equitable cash payments each year for the next five years. Are you that of that five seven five k? Yeah. Great. Okay. That's nice. 
something to the bottom. What's the second project? So the uh, <clears throat> the next two are related. They're uh, in uh, Southwest Colorado. They're actually copper projects. We uh, we got involved with a company called Cloudbreak Discovery mm -hmm. in. Um, well, it was about this time last year, I guess. We were working at we were actually working on gold projects in in Southwest Colorado, and in the same rocks that we're hosting these gold targets, we were looking at there was copper occurrences, and so we started to uh, we knew we couldn't run with this ourselves, so we brought in the Cloudbreak team, uh, guys that we'd known and worked with in the past, and said, "Hey, we've got some neat opportunities. We don't have the the intellectual." capital to move these things along right now we're just too busy with our own stuff you guys want to work with us so we've split these projects 50 50 and together we brought in a third company called allied copper who is going to move these projects forward so the deal with with allied is on two projects one is called klondike and on that project uh their uh allied is agreed to spend uh 4.75 million dollars in exploration uh, it's over four years. Four years, yeah. And <clears throat> they'll also make um, they also make cash payments totaling four hundred thousand dollars over and five years. Yeah. Okay. And they've and they will issue a total of seven million shares. That uh, uh, all those payments are split between us and, and Cloudbreak fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then um, after the third anniversary of the option, they also will be issuing uh, three million warrants. Uh, on a you know price based on a on twenty day VWAP, and that will give them a hundred percent interest in in that uh, in that Klondike project. So we become a, a significant shareholder of of Allied uh, through this project process. Okay, uh, so there's no financial burden on you whatsoever. You, again, you set it up that you got cash coming in. You're going to get shares and potentially warrants at some point. Further down the line, and, and we're the and we're the operator, so we control the expiration project process. They obviously have input into how many holes, where we're drilling. It's it's really a collaborative effort. But uh, because Allianz is the operator, we do it. We are able to recover some costs through that uh, that as well. So you charge them a management fee for, for that component. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. What, what's that look like right now? It's because uh, we're just in the permitting phase, so. Uh, We've just been charging out uh, a, a daily rate for our team members who have been working on the project. That's probably the way we'll keep it, just to try to keep costs down for uh, for Allied to get as much drilling done uh, as as we can. So um, yeah, it's just been a been a charge out rate on on, on internal Allianz at time. Okay, so that's like on a cost plus basis for yep. for now. Okay, no no problem. Yep. And what's the so the third project that you're doing with? Oh, sorry, the same project you're doing with Klondike, but the third project. Yeah, it's called State Line. It's uh, again in the same same rocks. Uh, it's really interesting in that it's about eight kilometers on trend with an operating uh, open pit copper mine called um, Lisbon Valley. Uh, we call the project State Line because it sits right on the the state boundary between Utah and Colorado. So on the Utah side, we have the Lisbon Valley mine, and then basically their their ground, their land package comes almost to the to the uh, to the state line. That's where our claims start, and we're exploring the same rocks that they're they're mining copper from uh, at Lisbon Valley. So that that deal is um, similar structure to the uh, to the Klondike deal. Allied can earn uh, over four years by spending three point seven five million in exploration. They issue 
us 4.25 million in shares and paid $315,000 in cash uh, all over uh, four years, just like uh, with Klondike. Okay. So what's the cash amount? So 15 what? $315,000. Oh, $315,000. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, did you say warrants? No warrants with this one. There are. Um, if we uh, acquire ground within a, uh, an area of interest that we've defined with them, uh, there, there are warrants that are issued on a sliding scale of based on how many claims are acquired. So if we acquire a, a very large land package, there, there's more warrants that are that are they're added on. So we call that the the state line reconnaissance. It's kind of a, a bolt on to the to the state line itself, but it's all included in the same agreement. Right. Okay. And uh, so obviously this, I mean, apart from the management fee, sorry, is, is there, are you doing the, the, the drilling on state line as well? Did you say? Yeah, same cost plus structure. Yeah. Got it. And, okay. And, we'll okay. Be, and and both those projects, uh, we aim to be drilling this summer. We're in process of uh, of getting drill permits for both of those right now. Right. Okay. And obviously, they're, they're allocating a bit of, bit of money for this. But we're to, are we talking like single? Are these the first holes that will be going in on either of those properties? The first modern, you know, quote unquote modern holes. The right. last round of work that's been done on these um, was really back in the eighties. The Drilling on any of these was probably done much earlier than that. So um, what's interesting about this stuff, they weren't looking for copper when they explored these. They were actually looking for uranium. So we looked at the other, the old uranium files and where we saw copper, we said, okay, we're going to go check those out. And uh, surprisingly, where copper was just a mention in the, in the file, it was actually a very significant component of of the of the mineralization there, but because they weren't interested, it didn't get uh, it didn't they didn't pay attention to it. So that's why these projects are still sitting there. <laughs> Thus, it always is. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, okay, so um, presumably you've you so using these old files as a means of targeting. You know, have you done any sort of electromagnetic stuff yourself, or you know what what what, what so have they done any, any other or intended any other work in terms of making sure that the targeting is, is, is honed in? Yeah, so the um, there's kind of been a first first pass reconnaissance done uh, through there. Some of the more obvious targets um, at something like Klondike, we are just finishing up a mag survey there. Uh, that should be done in the next uh, week or so, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guessing. It's weather dependent. Um, at Stateline and Klondike, we're going to do uh, some remote sensing as soon as the um, Snow cover's gone, and we can get uh, some good cloud-free days where we'll be uh, we'll be doing a satellite survey, uh, looking at uh, just trying to identify maybe some potential alteration signatures that we might be able to follow up on, plus plus other clues that we can we can gain from the the satellite imagery, and then uh, that will really uh, the targets that we have on surface are kind of obvious, so we can use that information but we kind of know where we're going to be drilling holes already it's uh there's some nice exposures of copper mineralization on surface that we're pretty eager to test and because we have the operating mine at lisbon with and both the geos working for us worked at that mine one was actually the vp expiration uh back in the day when the mine started up um, we understand the mineralization how it occurs what units to be looking in and what the likely orientation of the structure is so we can put all that together and, and 
fairly easily target holes. And then based off that first round of information, we can start to get a little more uh, precision in, in how we, we uh, target drilling. Okay. Well, look, I, I guess it's a case of, you know, during, during the course of this, this year, you, you keeping us up to date with what's happening at those three projects um, and, you know, how, how they're advancing, because it's hard to put value on those things in the early stages um, until you sort of, you, one, you see that the partners are still continuing to be in, involved during the, you know, for, for Kerr, you know, five years and for, you know, for, for Ally, you know, for the next four years on, on, on the two US projects. Um, so that that's something I'd love to stay in touch about for sure. Um, then you've got a bunch of other projects in the portfolio. Are you, you, I mean, I don't know how far advanced they are I mean, or how, you know, what, if there's a big gap between the first three and the fourth and the rest in it, how are you moving those forward? Yeah, the, you talk about the gap, the, uh, the next project, probably in the same realm of uh, a, a, as Klondike and, and well, Klondike, Tim and Stateline is, uh, is our Twin Canyon project also in Southwest Colorado. And mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a gold target. It's in the same rocks as, as these copper targets at Stateline and Klondike, but it's just a little different style of mineralization. This is uh, gold. Um, it's uh, based on a, an, an old uh, family run uh, underground mines, probably only got 150 meters of underground workings, but the, uh, the uh, placer miner who had it was um, just basically tunneling in. He would core a bit of the, the sandstone that he was tunneling into. He'd take a mortar and pestle, grind it up. And then if he saw gold in the, uh, in the tails there, he would, uh, he would mine that face. And he told us, he figured he was mining about nine grams per ton. So we're looking at that sandstone horizon as a much larger target. So we've done some soil geochemistry, outlined three kilometers of strike along that sand, same sandstone horizon that we think may be a, a source of gold mineralization, probably lower grade. I don't think we're expecting to see nine grams per ton over that, that area, but you know, two to three grams per ton is sort of what we'd be looking at as, as a target uh, throughout that sandstone package. So we're just permitting uh, we hope to have that permit in the next uh, next few weeks, actually, that would allow us to bring in a partner to test that sandstone horizon over a much larger area. And if our thesis is correct, we've gone from a little small family gold operation to something that has much more regional potential because the sandstone here is quite distinctive. And we can go now and see where that sandstone exhibits the same characters, characteristics elsewhere and uh, continue that exploration. So it's a, it's a really uh, neat project from that perspective. It's a type of gold mineralization that not many groups are exploring for. It's not very well known. So the, the acceptance of it isn't quite there yet, but I think once we have a drill permit in hand, I think that'll really help us uh, be able to market that project and, and bring somebody in to fund that next stage of, of exploration, which is the drilling. Okay, um, but you're not in conversation with anyone at the moment. You, you just need to kind of get over that permitting process yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got a couple of groups we've been chatting with that okay. are kind of waiting to see that permit come through, and uh, and then I think we can open those doors more fully with them. Similar sort of and structure. Similar sort of structure as you've been outlining with the other three. Okay. And who, yep. who's next on the horizon? I think after that, the pro projects drop down to much earlier stage okay. uh, where we're still defining you know, okay. geochem targets, that sort of thing. Let's park so, those up. Let's park those up yeah. because there's enough, there's enough on the table here at the moment. Because So um, 
so that whole JV model, we've seen it elsewhere. It, it, it works um, as, as long as the you know the drill bit keeps giving giving up uh, clues as to what's going on. Um, should we go back to the? Let's let's leave America and, and head head back up to um, the Yukon, the Haldane project. This is the project which this is your project, right? This is one you're in control of. So um, tell us a little bit about you know how you got it and you know what you're up to. Yeah, so Haldane is. Um is a really interesting project because we call it an underexplored uh, silver project, but it's in a hundred year old uh, silver district in the Kino Hill district in, in Yukon territory. So it's kind of, people look at me kind of funny when I say that, but it's, it truly uh, is underexplored. We acquired this in uh, 2018 uh, from a consulting group that I actually used to work with uh, guys at equity exploration uh, who had gone out, they had done some target generation for themselves kind of, they would do that. They generate targets that they'd sell off to people so that they get the work to, to work on them. Um, that kind of fell by the wayside, they got too busy. So I was looking at some of their internal projects. I'd always been interested in the Kino district. I've worked in the Yukon a lot. I really like working there uh, and knew there's some great potential, but key is the fact that you're in this <clears throat> known district. It's got road access. You've got all the infrastructure from all the other operations going around. We, our next door neighbor is Alexco, who's mining at their Kino district uh, deposits right now. So that was really intriguing for us. So, so we we acquired the uh, the the project for uh, I think it was two million shares and some work commitments, and then the idea that equity would do the first few years of work on it. Um, and uh, we've been really really happy with the progress there because it was focused on an area that had seen some exploration back in the 1920s, small scale mining, 25 tons of kind of 3,100 grams per ton silver was, was mined there, but you know, very small sort of hand cobbed high grade operations. And at that time, you would have been 30 kilometers from the mill in the Kino district, just too far to be you know moving ore in the 1920s. So on the backside of a mountain kind of tucked away from the rest of the Kino district. So the project sat uh, and it really sat until the sixties. And then there was a little bit more work done again, expanded some of the underground workings. Um, and then it sat again until the really early two thousands, there was some tin exploration, gold, other stuff, but for silver, not really anything done till sort of 2007. And that's when the equity guys got involved. They had another junior company come in, did some drilling, really interesting results, but timing, company's focus changing, the project sat again, and that's what made it available for us in, uh, in, in 2018. So our idea was to look at this project. We know we're in the right rocks, the basal quartzite that hosts Kino deposits. We've got a good exposure of that at Haldane. So we wanted to explore that whole package of rocks, see what other targets may be out there. We thought we could find more vein systems than what the old timers found. And we've done that. We've highlighted new anomalies from soil geochem and prospecting that have proven to be Kino style veins. Uh, and as well, we've uh, in drilling right in, in sort of the same area where the old timers were working, but on separate vein systems, found brand new veins that are high grade, uh, wide, like these would be, you know, Kino uh, width and grade style silver veins that that we can uh, move forward. So, been really excited. The results have been fantastic, and our, our we've been focusing on our West Vault target as of late. 
uh, where we've had some very, very good results. Right. So you've, you've explained how the other projects get financed. Um, how do you finance this? Because you're kind of low on cash. You don't want to get yourself in that cash-constrained position where you, you've got few options. So what, what's, the, what's the model that you're going to employ here? Go and raise some equity soon? Yeah, that's that's our preference at this stage is to go raise some equity and, and move this forward ourselves. That said, if we had a partner come to us with a deal we couldn't turn down, we would we would go that route as well. This is going to be a big project. At some point, we're going to be handing it off to somebody else. So whether that's this year or next year or the year after that, it doesn't really um, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. There's there's going to be a lot to build here. So I look at it from the perspective we haven't marketed this project to partners. Uh, we've had people reach out to us, but we haven't gone out and marketed it. Uh, but uh, so that would indicate our preferences to to raise some equity to do this next year's uh, drilling. Okay, so so what, and what you you've explained it's it's a big area. You've got Alexco in, in in this in the district. It, you know, it's all it'll points the right things, and they've produced a lot of silver there, and, the, and they're great grades, and you you find a great. But um, how, what's the data set you're working from and able to utilize for the package that that you've got? Because um, I'm intrigued by the. The, the kind of plan in terms of one, you know, find, finding these targets, um, allocating drill, drilling, um, and, and more importantly, trying to understand how much money you think you're going to need to go and raise. I come back to the 10 million market cap company. You, you kind of, you got to be nimble and, and, and agile and do things smart. You can't go and raise a, a big chunk of money after this. So how do you think, well, what's the best way to get after this project? now to kind of set yourself up for future success? I, I think for us, it's really showing that there is a, a, a Kino size deposit sitting here. And that's, that, so for me, that's looking at our Westfall target and continuing to grow that. You know, we've had uh, some great results there that we've been able to build out over a sort of 100 meter by 90 meter panel. Uh, the veins anywhere from a meter to nine meters thick of mineralization the the vein itself is is much much uh wider than that and we're also starting to figure out that it's uh it, it the structure that hosts the vein um is ha will host veins in multiple levels within it so we're actually seeing uh, a vein will pinch out but another one will start up and so uh what that's done for us actually it's been kind of a revelation in in that on drilling on some of the other targets where we expected to hit a vein, but we didn't, we know now that that might have been a, an area of transition where one vein was ending and, and the other was starting and we actually drilled between them. So it's changing the way we're, we're looking at all this. So you, you referenced our data set. We're very fortunate to have uh, a lot of the underground uh, work from the 1960s. Uh, the mapping was excellent. The data they collected was fantastic. Although we can't get into those underground um, uh, adits and, and workings, we have a great data set that we can work off of uh, as we plan our drilling. And then we've done, between us and previous workers since 20, 2007, there's been 28 drill holes drilled on surface. So there's, uh, there's that data to match with our mapping. We've done a lot of detailed mapping through there. Uh, we're able to put all that together. And now with the last year of of drilling that we did and we really start to understand the structure better, we're now sort of getting a, a, a much better handle on how these veins and, and structures are behaving and how we follow them up. So that'll really help building on that West Fault target. Okay, interesting, interesting. 
Um, like I say, today's session is about just trying to understand all the moving parts. Uh, not necessarily and we sort of dig in. We, we, if you come back on, we can we can do that for sure. Um, so again, so for, for audience at home, so you're going to need to raise some uh, some equity um, to kind of get after that West Vault. Um, it's, I'm, I'm thinking well, it, that, that's an Im, imminent thing to do because you've kind of got, got to get after this over 2021 um, drill or spring um, program, do you? I mean, what what are the next steps, I guess, is what I'm asking for you? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll raise some money through uh, through the spring here, I think is the is the target. We've, uh, we'd be hoping to get out there probably a um, little later than we did last year, uh, probably in June. I think is is timing ideal timing for us. Mm. Uh, just makes uh, moving around on the roads just a, a, a little bit easier. The other factor that's going to play in all this is uh, the availability of drills. So uh, that could push us back even to a, a later start, which isn't a big deal for us. We drilled into December here in uh, in uh, 2020, uh, so we can we can work quite late into the season. Uh, so that's I'm not as concerned about. When we start, uh, it's just uh, making sure that we have enough time to complete what we want to complete in in uh, in 2022. So we're probably looking at in the neighborhood of a, a two million dollar raise uh, to to fund what we want to do, and that would largely focus on uh, that West Vault expansion. Uh, we've got a couple different directions, one including down dip to follow that mineralization and and just. To give a flavor of what that looks like, our our initial hole at at West Vault was 8.72 meters true true thickness, or as best as we can define that as as true thickness of 311 grams silver. There was a a percent lead and a percent zinc with that as well, and within that there were some nice you know even higher grade intersections, and we we were able to follow that up with a three meter intersection, just over three meters of. Uh, of 1,351 grams uh, per ton silver. So uh, that's those are the kinds of grades uh, we really like to see here. Uh, the nice high grade mineralization that they're that they're mining at uh, at Alexco uh, uh, in the in the ground package adjacent to us. And then we do have another intersection, a, a meter of 1,100 grams silver. So so we're seeing some some uh, high grade continuity there. We're seeing mining mining width. So uh, that's what really what we want to uh, follow up on. But we're also tantalized by some of these other targets where we've we've got a new target we defined ourselves called Bighorn. We've got one hole into it, lower grade silver, 125 grams per ton silver over a couple of meters. But if you talk to the Alexco exploration team, they tell you if you have the right silver minerals in the right style of vein, you have to follow that up because that can very quickly become uh, a lower grade narrow intersection become a high grade very wide intersection very quickly and that's just the nature of, of these targets so when you're onto those you got to follow them up, follow them up so that tantalizes us a, a, as well okay so so again one that we we can we can follow um your your successes on um with regards to the, the share register i mean what, what's the makeup of that is it predominantly retail it's a it's kind of a good mix we've got about uh well, we've got uh, our largest shareholder is uh, Pacific Opportunity Capital. They've uh, got about 15% uh, of the, the company. That includes my chairman, uh, Mark Brown, his holding. So that's his, uh, his group. Um, I share offices with them. I'm, I'm, you know, Mark's office is two doors down from mine. 
so that's uh, we're very close to them, obviously, uh, and they uh, are a big help running the back end, the regulatory, looking after uh, the AP and all, all all that kind of stuff. So I can focus more on on geology. So it's a it's a great relationship there, and then the rest of the the flow. It's kind of it's thirty percent retail. There's probably about twenty five percent funds in there. Uh, and then, uh, so you, when you divide it all up, it's kind of fairly evenly, evenly balanced, but uh, retail would probably be the biggest portion of that for sure. What are 25% funds? Wait, what, what sort of funds are these? I mean, the smaller funds, I'm guessing, but why are they in there? Uh, it's a combination of uh, our, our biggest fund shareholder is, uh, is a group called uh, Frucht Express uh, out, of, uh, out of Austria. Um, they are uh, a 10% shareholder. Um, they file insider reports, uh, and they they started acquiring uh, Allianz in the market because of us acquiring the Haldane project. They really liked silver, and what they saw that, and uh, they started acquiring the shares in the market. And we noticed that there had been this buying. Uh, we didn't know where it was coming from, and one day uh, we got a call from a guy who says he's a he's a shareholder. Uh, and as we got to know him, we realized he was the, the the new buyer in the market. And when we asked why this all came about, it was Haldane. That was the that was what what brought them in. So that's Haldane's probably been the biggest draw for uh, some of these uh, these funds to come in. Uh, we've done some uh, flow through uh, uh, funds uh, investing into the company, and they're looking at you know that that flow through dollar goes to fund Haldane drilling. So they're getting involved uh, for that project. So, okay. so that's, it, you, you can boil it all back down to Haldane, really. Okay, okay. And so you, you've been here since, what, 2015, have you? Yeah. Right, okay. Yep. And are you invested in the company as well? Yep, yeah, my wife and I, for sure. Shareholders, yeah. glad to hear yeah. it, okay. Well, like I tell you what, as, as I kind of first run through that, that, that that's that's fine. That's, you've got help me understand all the moving parts, which is always the tough bit when you kind of got a prospect generator explorer with a big portfolio, trying to work out what I should be looking at. But so Haldane is, is the thing I should be looking at, but not not to discount uh, Klondike State Line um, uh, and, and the Allied Copper relationship plus. Kerr Mining's um, uh, 10 project too. Thank you very much for your time today. Stay in touch, let us know how you get on. If there's anything um, that you think we need to know, do, do jump back on. We're trying to discover the next big thing. So uh, it'd be very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me on. It's been uh, it's been lots of fun, so yeah. Certainly we'll have a, an opportunity for an update as uh, as the drill programs ramp up here in a few months.